Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly back again in studio yeah. with the great Cedra Sarton, who did hey. such an excellent job hosting last episode. Like, no, well, last episode was a re air because yeah. we were in the middle of our share thon. See how yeah, idle the loop busy. I am? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, <laughs> have you forgotten how to do this? Do you I remember? forgot. I'm going to ask you to host this one, actually, no. since you did such a great job the other day. It's too late. You've already intro. Ah, okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Share Truth of Plus Scripture again. Um, this is an exciting episode because yeah. we are kicking off the Orange Letter Campaign 2021. Yeah, and we've been doing this for how many years now? It's been some six, years. Four, five, a handful of six, them. Five, six <laughs> yeah. years. Anyways, I'm not going to sit here and count them up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been about five years, I would say. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting to do this again, to be a part of this and also to have across from me at the table, uh, John Darnell, once again from Global Outreach International. Thank you for coming here, John. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You know, this is exciting. So but for our listeners who might not understand uh, who Global Outreach is, why don't you uh, give a little background for that? Yeah, we are a missions agency working to get Jesus to every part of the world. Mm. You wow. know, we want to... We want to see the good news go to every nation, and yeah. we want to do that this generation. Yeah. So we have 258 missionaries working in 43 countries around the world, mm-hmm. and it's it's really great to partner with you guys in the Orange Letter Campaign and invite these listeners into mm-hmm. encouraging them and yeah. helping that work go even further. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you that it's been an honor to to work with Global Outreach and, and you as well, because uh, prior to this, we've worked with a, another ministry before, and we've we've tr- kind of done a little bit of winging on our own. But um, it wasn't really until partnering with Global Outreach that um, it, I really connected uh, strongly with this um, campaign that we do, um, because at that point we were able to then. Uh, hear back from the people who received these letters and to see exactly how much it meant to them. And and for me, you know, personally, um, taking part in that and then seeing some some concrete results, some 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 actual tangible, you know, effects. Um, whereas those things were there before, but but the the experience of them really brought home just how important this kind of work is is reaching out as Christians in a very, very safe and free environment that we have here in the States, reaching out all across the world and taking the hand of our brothers and sisters in other countries where those things are not just not realities. And they are in situations that um, uh, we would, uh, we would, I mean, we could hardly experience sometimes and um, are doing that all for the glory of Christ as well. So um, it has been an honor to work for, uh, work, work with Global Outreach and, and, uh, also get our audience invited uh, invited and, and involved in this um, to to write letters. So, uh, Cedra, where can they go? Yeah, well, there's letters? been a little change. There's a little change. Uh, usually we just give out the email and let you email in your letters, but we're not doing that this year. Mm-hmm. So if you just go to our website, engagemagazine.net, the, the, the form and stuff is up. You'll see a big orange, yeah. like, 
the top of the page is a big orange area and it says here's how you get your letters started you click on that and you go there and it's just straightforward filling it out a place to put your letter and the other thing is there's also a place for you to receive a free t-shirt this year oh wow yeah, big news. Yeah, and uh, that's the first time we've ever done that. Now, mm-hmm. you don't have to receive it if you don't want it. So mm-hmm. if you're like, I don't want the T-shirt, that's fine. You can click no yeah. but and not receive it if you don't want to. But you can receive that. It's a really cool orange letter T-shirt. And you'll also, with that T-shirt, receive two bookmarks. Mm-hmm. And these bookmarks have a place on the back for you to write who you're praying for. So when you're writing um, to these missionaries mm-hmm. and, and things, you can specifically write names or you can specifically uh, write, you know... Yeah, just anything to remind you, really. Just to remind yeah. you, yes. And mm-hmm. there's two It's meant. It, there's two for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's meant for you to keep one, but then give one away. Yeah. So someone else can um, write who they're praying for or put it exactly. in their bible or, or wherever they'll see it and then it's just a good reminder so mm-hmm. um but i also want to say that if you want to actually see a little bit um from the missionaries that will receive those letters john what is the um it's, it's global outreach yeah global outreach.org yeah, so org, that's what i thought you go to that home page and you'll look there and you'll see yeah. search missionaries here and you can just click you can type in a country yeah that you're in, interested in maybe even a type of ministry yeah as you pray through and think through who you would like to write to and encourage and see all the families that are serving around the world right yeah. there. Well, the link to that will be in the show notes of this episode on the podcast. Um, and, and that reminds me, this is a great opportunity. Uh, if, if, if you have children or if maybe you teach a Sunday school or, or you're involved in your church, um, this is a great opportunity to bring in other people uh, and and work together on this and to actually educate yourself a little bit mm-hmm. on what's going on in the mission field around the world. Um, it's a great opportunity to do that, get other people involved as well. Um, and share that website, uh, the Global Outreach website, but also the Orange Letter yeah. campaign, uh, the, the forms outreach, that we have. Uh, yeah, yeah, globaloutreach.org if you want to go and you want to check out what they're doing at Global. Mm-hmm. But you can go to engagemagazine.net and if you want to uh, fill out for your letter and while you're there, stick around and uh, read some of our articles, some articles maybe and yeah. <laughs> listen to some of our other podcasts. And you can um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. or Instagram and things like that. You could probably look us up on Gab now. So Yeah. 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 So the link will be in the show notes for that. Um, now, in our conversations previously, uh, John, when we were talking about kind of uh, framing how this Orange Letter campaign is going to go about, you you and, and some others have mentioned that um, the COVID-19, the pandemic, all of that kind of thing that really rocked everything worldwide uh, did kind of come home to those missionaries that are overseas and, and had a profound effect on them and what they were able to do. Um, we talked a lot about that last campaign, but those things are still ongoing this year, aren't they? Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, I think last year we, we had this perpetual, mm-hmm. hey, when is this going to be over? Yeah. You know, maybe another <laughs> two weeks or whatever. Yeah. And the reality that we're seeing around the world as it goes in waves, mm-hmm. you know, the same types of lockdowns you see are still happening. You know, over the summer in Uganda, I believe it was early June, the president announced a 60-day lockdown. Wow. Yeah. And so wow. that means that not only are people suffering from COVID, but mm-hmm. I mean, you have malnutrition, you have loss of work, you have all these different, you know, pregnant women unable to get health care. Mm-hmm. And so tremendous challenges, but obviously our God 
you know, he's not stressed out by that. It's yeah. it's an opportunity for him to to show his love to people in those challenging situations. But it's it's been a very taxing year, mm-hmm. I would say, in in missions for our missionaries. The mission teams that usually come to visit them, 1,500 people in 2019 before the pandemic went with Global Outreach around the world on short-term mission trips. You know, that's, you know, down to probably 50 yeah. this year. You know, wow. so missionaries used to that touch point, that encouragement, the face-to-face interaction. And so they're having to do it a lot more on their own, I would say, in a lot of ways with a lot less frequent travel back and forth to the States mm. and with huge opportunities in front of them to serve. So it's quite the combination that that you see them facing. Yeah. You know, as you were introducing the episode, the thought that came to my mind as you talk about writing letters to missionaries is this interaction you see Paul have mm. with the churches that he's invested in and that have sent him out and how they're corresponding with one another. And then you look at the end of any letter that Paul wrote, all those names. Mm-hmm. It's like he. Yeah. Sometimes we read that and we think, "Man, I've got to skip over all these names." <laughs> well, if you look at that, you think, "Man, look at the relationships mm-hmm. that he had." Yeah. And I know that some of the people that meant the most to us, Emily and I, were missionaries in Ecuador for five years with with our two little girls, were the ones that did reach out and encourage us in that time, or even came to visit us mm-hmm. while we were on the field, and we still are in touch with them today. So I would say, even if you don't know one of the missionaries or have a missionary of your own, find one of those families on the Global Outreach website, Yeah, go back to the Engage website, write that letter, and you never know what mm-hmm. might come of that as far as how God might use it to encourage them and also how, you know, God may even use it in your life too. Wow. I love that you brought up the those names at the end of uh, those books, the books that Paul wrote. I, I love those, by the way. It's like you, you kind of uh, peel back the curtain a little bit and you kind of see, oh, real people, you know, like these are real flesh and blood people. These are not, you know, legends because sometimes we can approach, you know, the Bible and we have this kind of veneer of unreality over it. You know, like these people are special, you know, they, they're rarefied. They are legends, you know, they're not, you know, normal people. But in those instances, um, you know, you have, you know, instances of Paul asking, Hey, when so-and-so comes, can he bring my cloak? You know, cause he got cold. That's right. (laughs) I I love (laughs) things like that. Um, but This is a great opportunity, and I love that you framed it that way. This is a great opportunity to do exactly that thing, Um, because Paul Paul got lonely in the in those prisons, and and while he was he was working for the the sake of the gospel, he did get lonely. You know, he he did miss that that touchstone, as you were saying, of you know, of of face to face conversations with people. But the way that uh, the Lord was able to graciously provide for him in those times of need was those letters and the, the correspondence that he had with the churches that he was involved with. And um, while the situation might not be exactly the same, uh, this is an opportunity for you listeners to do that, to to, to be that for uh, a missionary overseas or, or a Christian overseas um, and, and to take part in that great legacy of church supporting Christians uh, in difficult situations. So, uh, yeah, think of it as an opportunity. Don't think of it as oh, these poor, oh, oh these poor people. Um, I feel so sorry for them. Here's a little letter of pity. You know, no, you're reaching out to them in strength, uh, in confident of the strength of the Holy Spirit, and hopefully, you're being a vehicle for that as well. So, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah and I, and I think something you said there's really important. We we do look at the mm-hmm. New Testament. We look at Paul, mm-hmm. and there's almost like a tr- a tremor that comes yeah. in our voice, like <laughs> Paul, the yeah. Apostle Paul, exactly. You know, and. And certainly that he he deserves a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. 
But unfortunately, we can do that to missionaries. Mm. I remember being a missionary, come back to the States and, you know, people, oh, you know, thank you for what you're doing. And, and almost like a, like I was faultless, a faultless example for them right. to put on a pedestal. Yeah. That's just not true. Mm. You know, Emily and I have marriage struggles like any family. We had problems with our kids. We had conflict with our coworkers. We weren't the best example of Jesus all the time. You know, we're real human people yeah. who get lonely. And, you know, loneliness, I would say, is a great opportunity for the devil to come in and speak lies into your life. And, you know, also remember that prayer is where the real work happens. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of times at our office as we're dealing with whatever missionary issue comes up that one of our coworkers, Jason, reminds us, hey, let's pray about this because prayer is where the real work happens. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to anyone listening as you think about these missionaries, let the Holy Spirit lead you in who you're going to pray for, what you're going to pray, and then write that mm-hmm. and and let God use that as a testimony to what He's going to do. Yeah, because that's that's encouraging to know somebody's praying for you. Mm-hmm. Jordan, actually, last night you you've probably seen in the news recently about the kidnappings in Haiti, mm-hmm. and last night I called one of our missionaries and just to check on him because I knew that those other missionaries were taken from near where they are in the Port-au-Prince area. And I said, hey, what can we do for you? You know, there's 17 missionaries kidnapped. What can we do for you? And what can we do for them? You know, I'm, I'm at a loss. And he said, John, I mean, pray. Yeah. You know, pray mm-hmm. goes and protects where money can't. So you right. think about that. A lot of these gangs are after money. They see an American missionary and they think, oh, this person has resources. The U.S. is going to, you know, buy them out of this problem. And he said, John, Money, prayer can go way further than money can. Wow. And I just appreciated that, you know, reminder that, okay, I feel like I'm in the States. How can I help this missionary? Mm -hmm. Well, you can pray. Yeah. And you can encourage them and then let God use that to do the work that he wants to do. Exactly. It it is a spiritual warfare thing, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. Because you have people in very, very dark places um, and they are a light. They're a beacon of light. And you know, Satan, of course, wants to quench that. He wants to put that out. He doesn't want that to happen. Um, and so it's more than just a letter. It's more than just encouragement saying, hang in there. You know, you've got this. Um, and it's more than just sending donations, although let's not discount that. I think that that's a command in the Bible. Um, but it is. It is. You are sending reinforcements. You that's know? right. You are, you are taking part in the battle that they are fighting. Um, and so we cannot overlook that. We can't... Um, uh, think of prayer as something that, oh, that's just something to do on your spiritual checklist for the day. You know, right. if you want to be a good Christian, then you pray. No, that's <laughs> it's a very important thing and it's a very powerful thing. Um, so, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, and, and and you were talking about the ways that Satan will get you. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you will have that moment when you're sitting in front of your computer and you're trying to think of what to write. And what to say mm-hmm. because you're you're sitting there thinking I'm not a writer. Well, if you go to engagemagazine.net and you click on the author's page, you will find someone very important who is missing from that page and doesn't have a single article there, and that is me because I'm not a writer. <laughs> I am not a writer, and yeah, that's right. Jordan, and I've had this conversation <laughs> when TJ was working with us with Engage Magazine. He constantly tried to he tried to assign me topics, like tried so hard. <laughs> he would give me books and like read this and write about it, and I'm. Yeah, I would read the book, but the second part never happened, you know, because <laughs> I'm not a writer. And so sometimes I'm sitting there, what do, what do I say? Mm. And, you know, 
the, the thing is the bond mm-hmm. between Christians, whether you've met that person or not, yeah. is something that like I've never seen with any you know, you meet someone somewhere where you're not expecting to meet another Christian mm-hmm. and then you find out that's a Christian, all of a sudden you're not just strangers, you're you're sisters and brothers in Christ. And um so just look at that. You're thinking, I don't know this person, I don't know anything about them, but like think of them like you've run into them and there's no other Christians around, and then all of a sudden you found one. Well, what do you want to say to yeah. that person? You know, like, you know, you're happy. You know, to say I'm praying for you and I love you. That's really mm-hmm. all that it takes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the body of Christ. I mean, we we are um, we're all united by something more powerful than you know even just human relationships. It's it's the blood of Christ, and so yeah, that's it's a very powerful thing. And um, I think too, like this whole. When, when, when you're feeling that connection, right, when, you, when you're feeling that connection when you're writing a letter to a missionary, writing a letter to a Christian who, who might be in, uh, having trials overseas, that connection should be what you feel to the person next to you in the pew, too. Mm-hmm. So That's right. allow that um, feeling to come home, you know, next Sunday when you're at church and you're sitting by, you know, maybe your, your friend that you talk to all the time at church. But understand that, you know, your relationship to them is more than just friendship. You know, you're eternally bound together. Really, I mean, that's that's a weighty thing, and it's it's a it's a great thing to realize that, and a great thing to live in light of that, because that's how you have a strong church. I believe. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, John, how can our listeners uh, reach out in help and uh, prayer for global outreach specifically? Yeah, you know. In Matthew chapter nine, Jesus looks and he and he looks at Jerusalem and the masses, and it says he was moved with mm-hmm. compassion. Right? He had compassion on the because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Mm-hmm. So he 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 had seen what the religious leaders had done and the type of ways they had twisted the religion, how lost and hurting the people were. And typically, when Jesus has this feeling of compassion, what comes after is healing. Typically, mm-hmm. when you see that in the New Testament. And in this case, in Matthew 9, something different happens. He's moved with compassion, looking at the situation that they're in. And he turns and he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest. Mm. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send labors to the harvest. And I would say, please pray that. Mm. So that would be one big thing, you know, with typically our donors at Global Outreach our future missionaries at Global Arch all come through that short-term mission team pipeline mm-hmm. because they, they go and they see it, they they feel it, they hear it, they experience it, right? and they come back changed, and their giving changes, and their mm-hmm. prayer life changes because they're not in that bubble that mm-hmm. they were in. Their, their worldview has gotten bigger, and they've seen the Holy Spirit in ways they hadn't before. Well, that hasn't been happening mm-hmm. for two years now, mm-hmm. and... We still want to see people go to the nations. We know that God is bigger than COVID, mm-hmm. and He can still move hearts in ways that only He can. Yeah, because we don't have the tools at our disposal that we usually have. So, say number one, pray for laborers to go to the harvest, mm-hmm. and we want to see people go not only to the harvest but to the places where the gospel hasn't gone. Right. You know, I think we all saw on the news over the past three or four months the withdrawal from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and. Something that impacted me as I watched is I realized that uh, Radical, David Platt's group, he had done a, uh, developed a tool, I think it's called Stratus, if I'm not mistaken, that helps you understand what 
countries are the most unreached countries in the world. Right. And they had identified with the Joshua Project, Afghanistan is number one. Mm. So think about that. Yeah. American presence is leaving Afghanistan. That means American missionaries aren't safe in Afghanistan. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm watching that just through a biblical lens, not a political one, just saying, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, not that American church is the only one that can take the gospel to the world, but we're praying for laborers and who's going to go and how can we be a part of that? Who do, who do we send from where, mm-hmm. you know, to go and, and be a witness there in Afghanistan? But it's those sorts of things that I hope believers do differently. Like if you're listening to this and you watch the news, let it impact your prayer life mm-hmm. and invite God to send laborers into the darkest places where yeah. where Jesus's name has not been preached. Right. So I think you can pray differently. I think you can you can give differently. You might pray through that list of missionaries and you look on the Global Outreach website and say, you know what, I want to give $10, 15 $25 to help care for that orphan or plant that church or you know, provide education for that child or whatever it is. Global missionaries are meeting a physical need to open the door for the gospel. So it's not just humanitarian. You really get two for one. Because yeah. you do this humanitarian thing and you open a door to, to, to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. So those would be some things. Yeah. Pray for laborers to go to the darkest places. And if God moves, you give to support yeah. whatever one of those ministries you you feel led to support, knowing they'll get 100% of what you give. Global Outreach doesn't take any of that. Yeah, yeah. That, that is something that I've really uh, appreciated. Cause I, and I know why uh, the different ministries that send these missionaries out, they need funding too. And I, get, I do get that. Um, but you guys are doing something that not a lot of them do, and that is you allow these missionaries to keep 100% of what they raise. So they're not they're not trying to raise funding for themselves and for the for the organization that they go through. They're just raising for themselves. And um, but of course, people can also give to Global so mm-hmm. that you can continue to do that because. You know, as we've just had our shareathon here, we know that we need funding to be able to continue <laughs> mm-hmm. to um, to put out content right. to to do things like this that we're doing now, and it's because of people's donations that we're able to do that. Exactly, that's right. So, I mean, if you if you feel led to give to Global Outreach, we have fifty one years of history. The people that set up Global did with that one hundred percent promise in mind. You know that that whatever you give to a missionary should go to a missionary because that means more ministry, mm-hmm. more orphans mm-hmm. fed and cared for and, and churches planted. And we also, we not only handle all their finances, but, you know, recruit new missionaries, train them so that they go prepared, support them so they stay effective. And so when you give to Global Outreach, you're actually giving mm-hmm. to care for a missionary and support a missionary. So in the same way and attitude you might write a letter and pray right. for them in an orange letter campaign your giving can do the same thing if you give to global outreach right. and you're not just saying that as someone on this side you <clears throat> were on the other side of that you and your family were missionaries on the ground um and and traveling and doing that so you know what that's like yes it means the world not only to have people to take the time to to pray for you mm-hmm. because think about how busy american lives are to know that you're being prayed for, to know that they stopped in addition to write an email or write a note means the world. I can't tell you how many of our updates I felt like went into the abyss. And that's that's the, you know, the lie that the devil's telling you is you're alone here, right? And, and somebody can step in and say, no, I'm actually praying for you. You didn't even know that. Or, you know, here's this update. And, and, and giving can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And Global Outreach, when we were missionaries, was there in every moment. I mean, we had a, a medical emergency with our our daughter. We only had one at that time. And 
we lived an hour and a half from the nearest hospital. Mm -hmm. I remember in the middle of the night being on the phone with a board member who's a doctor and him walking me through what to do, then wiring the money so we had money to pay for the hospital. I mean, everything was taken care of, one-stop shop. And if they didn't have it, they got us the support we needed. So that's, we're like, you know, missionaries are like soldiers on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we miss that. And we do a lot for our soldiers on the ground to ensure they have the air support and everything that they need. And I would say that Global Outreach and the Sending Church functions a lot Mm -hmm. like that. And you as a believer, if you're looking for a way to be involved in the Great Commission and be faithful to that, that would be one of the ways that that you could exercise that faithfulness is giving Mm -hmm. and praying and writing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I encourage all the listeners, anybody listening, to go to engagemagazine.net and get your letter in so they will receive this letter. And then while you're on there, hop over to globaloutreach.org yeah. and, and start praying, considering, mm-hmm. I hope, um, partnering with a yeah. missionary. And it's, you know, any little bit that you can give. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you may be saying, I don't have a lot, um, you know, but if you could give just a little. Mm-hmm. It would help, but if you can't give, then take the time to pray over those yes. missionaries. I, you know, a little thing that I have that I have done, and I think is probably a good idea, is to go through there and take time. I don't know each day and pick a different missionary family from the list on there, and just sit there and pay, like pray specifically for them and their family and their needs. And yeah. and then the next day you get up and you go to the next one. Go go in alphabetical order if you have to, you know, mm-hmm. and and just take time each day and pray for uh, all the missionaries there on that list. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, with about a minute left, thank you so much, John, for being on with us today and kind of giving us an overview of the work uh, uh, that Global Outreach is doing, but also encouraging people to reach out and to partner and to write letters as well. Um, I think I remember in one of our conversations uh, previously, you talked about how these are not just single missionaries, there are families out there as well. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, um, when we're writing letters uh, and we're thinking about supporting, have that in mind as well. You're not just writing a letter necessarily to a single missionary out there who's there alone. There might be a teenager involved. There might be a a baby involved. So um, when you write your letters, be prayerful. uh, Think about those things. Um, These people are, like John said, soldiers in the battlefield. Um, and they do need our support. They do need our support, and this is a spiritual warfare thing as well. So as you're writing your letters and as you're donating and everything, do not discount the power of prayer because that is uh, the best thing that you can do. So uh, go into the Scriptures, um, read and and bathe yourself in the Scriptures, and then uh, with that in mind, Pray for these missionaries. That's the main thing that we're asking you to do. So, again, you can go to engagemagazine.net. Everything that you need to know about the Orange Letter campaign is there. And in the show notes of this episode and in some articles on engagemagazine.net is a link to Global Outreach. Uh, What's the website again? Globaloutreach.org. Globaloutreach.org. So go over there. You can read all about that uh, ministry and um, the missionaries who are involved in in that and ways that you can support them as well. So until next week, guys, continue to share the truth of Scripture.